Hello and welcome to MacPreneur, the show that helps entrepreneurs from all around the world run their business on Apple Gear. My name is Damien Schreurs and here we go for today's episode. So I'm starting a two-part series aimed at helping you choose your next iPad for your business. In today's show, I make my best to answer the following question. To which extent can we, Macpreneurs, use an iPad as a laptop replacement and specifically Macbooks? In next episode, I'll go through the entire iPad line to help you pick the best one for your needs. But before... I just wanted to thank you for listening to the show. I truly appreciate you fitting the MacPreneur podcast in your busy life. If it's your first time, welcome to the MacPreneur tribe. You're joining listeners located all around the world. And if you're listening for a while now, I'm super grateful that you're sticking with me and would love to have your feedback by shooting me an email at damia at macpreneur.com because I want to help you make the most of your Apple gear, even between episodes, I've prepared 30 tips for your iPhone and Mac. Among other things, you'll learn how to operate your device faster and tame notifications, which will make you more productive on the long run. To sign up for this free email course, just visit macpreneur.com forward slash tips. So now let's dive into today's topic. Here's how I've structured this episode. First, I'll explore the similarities between the iPad and the MacBook. Then I'll go over the distinct advantages that both platforms have before drawing my conclusions. The the motivation for starting this series is uh, twofold. First, uh, on a personal level, I've been trying now to, to use uh, my iPad mini 4 and uh, recently I've also uh, got back an, uh, an iPad Air 1 with keyboards. Uh, I've been trying to use those uh, instead of my MacBook Air and I've come into some, some things that were not quite, uh, let's say, right enough for me and so I wanted to, to go a little bit deeper on the topic. In addition to that, late last year, the Canvas podcast that explores everything about iPad, that unfortunately uh, has been put on a hiatus for the moment. So uh, there were two episodes really looking at the future of iPad. So the one from October 26, 2018 was the future of iPad software. And uh, the episode from November 9th was uh, future of iPad hardware. And it was a uh, Something that, yes, that uh, made me think a bit uh, differently about uh, the iPad versus uh, the MacBook. But then earlier this year, on March 17th, the MacPower Users uh, podcast released an episode that was titled Using the iPad as a Laptop. And so I I wanted to uh, take uh, everything that I, I saw and I uh, listened to and and my own uh, experience and wanted to package it uh, specifically for, for Macpreneurs. So now, what are the similarities between uh, the iPad and the MacBook? 
Well, obviously, the, the first thing that comes to mind is the portability. So this is really something that's uh, relatively uh, lightweight. Well, it depends which MacBook model we're talking about, but uh, usually it's very portable. And you have also uh, extended battery life. Uh, both of them uh, actually have 10 plus hours of uh, battery life. Now, something that uh, I wouldn't have said uh, before the latest iPad Pro came out was actually in terms of similarities, the processing speed. The 2018 uh, iPad Pro with uh, Face ID is really, really powerful. And uh, well, not not only the the iPad Pro actually the the A12 uh, processor is now equipping also the the fifth uh, generation iPad Mini and the uh, third generation iPad Air. And so there there have been some tests that have been published about uh, the the processing speed of the a12x on the ipad pro versus the macbook air and macbook pro and actually they were the tests were showing very similar uh, capabilities another thing uh, that now is become uh, similar is the internal storage uh, space so on the ipad pro we can have now up to one terabyte so this is something again where the ipad is getting very close to what a, a MacBook can offer. And then the what both have, and uh, I, I don't think a lot of people know about this with the iPad, especially with the iPad, is that when you pair the iPad with a Bluetooth keyboard, you have access to a bunch of keyboard shortcuts. So in both cases, we can be quite productive using the keyboard shortcuts. Now there are now the iPad has some advantages over the MacBook. First of all, it has a touch screen. And so in some cases, it's, uh, it offers actually a better user interface and it's more enjoyable to use than uh, with a keyboard. What it also allows is support for the Apple Pencil. And so that is especially important for people who, who are doing some design kind of work, so graphic designers, logo designers, or also if you have to review contracts and annotate contracts, or if you want to draw on top of blueprints, for instance. So this is something that uh, the iPad can offer that the, the MacBook cannot at the moment. So... Another advantage of the iPad over the MacBook is that with the iPad, you can have a cellular option. So you can truly be uh, independent. The MacBook will always need either to find a Wi-Fi hotspot or to be tethered to your iPhone if you want to have internet connectivity. And then for me, that's also an advantage of the iPad of the MacBook is that you can have smaller uh, screen sizes so you can go uh, as low as uh, almost 8 inches 8 and 10 inch screen size 
versus the MacBook where the smallest one is a 12 inch. And finally, iOS is a more stable operating system with less failure points than macOS. So that means usually it needs less troubleshooting or when there are issues, it's easier to troubleshoot on an iPad than on a MacBook. If you have had some issues with macOS in the past, I think you will uh, totally relate to what I'm saying. Sometimes you can pull your hair out just trying to figure out what's going wrong with uh, with macOS. Is it your user account? Is it something on the hardware? Is you whereas with iOS, for that it's uh, it's less prone first of all to to issues. And uh, even if there are some issues, it's usually easier to to fix. So the flip side of that is that the, the MacBook has also some advantages over the the iPad. So in some cases and for some applications, having a cursor, having a trackpad, is really a must. And uh, I made an experiment. I tried to use my iPad Mini 4 instead of my MacBook for a few days, and I really had the impression that I had my my hands tied behind my back because without the trackpad and and without the cursor, I was I was lost. I really really was lost. Another advantage of the MacBook is that you can have a lot of windows open. You can have multiple desktops, so when you're juggling between multiple apps or sometimes multiple uh, finder windows it's really i would say more productive it's it's easier uh, on a macbook now what the macbook can offer that an ipad cannot at the moment is something that has a 15 inch screen and also four terabyte ssd option so this is also again depending on your needs of storage space and screen real estate the MacBook can be better than the iPad. I talked about processing speed similarities. The thing is if you max out the CPU and the GPU options for a 15-inch MacBook Pro Yes, you, it will be much faster than even the fastest uh, iPad Pro. So, if you if speed and uh, especially processing speed is important, then uh, it will be difficult for the iPad to truly, truly uh, be a, a MacBook replacement. So, to conclude this episode, um, for me, iOS the operating system on the iPad is both an asset and a liability. It's, it's an asset because of the app ecosystem. Uh, it's an asset because it also helps with only one or two apps running at a time or open at a time. It also forces us to be more productive. And then there's something that uh, we cannot have yet with a MacBook directly is the touchscreen and the Apple Pencil support. You would need additional equipment 
if you wanted to replicate somehow the the capability so that's that's something that is really uh, the 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 a strong point for the iPad and iOS to have the, this touch interface and Apple Pencil uh, support. At the same time, iOS is a, is a liability. The, the fact that there is no cursor compared to, the, to Mac OS is something that, for me at least, is a, is a limitation. Uh, yes, uh, Apple has introduced the, the files app so we have something that is closer to what the finder is and yes we can do multiple selections so you, we can select multiple files or multiple pictures before doing the drag and drop but at the same time the lack of, of real cursor and, and not having a it's, yeah, it's the cursor and the trackpad that are missing for me at least, and for the type of uh, things that I'm doing. Uh, the other thing also, even though there is, a, there, there is a strong app ecosystem, the apps, even the, the apps that exist both on the Mac and on iOS, sometimes they don't offer the same capabilities. So for instance, I'm using Streak uh, coupled with a G Suite and Streak allows me to actually delay the sending of an email and the same Streak app on the iPhone or the iPad doesn't allow me to do that. So I need to have a separate uh, system, either another using an, another application in order to replicate the feature that I'm used to on on a computer and so on my MacBook I do not have the, the problem. So to, to conclude the iPad is not yet a true MacBook replacement option but does it really need to be? The, the thing is that I think the strength of the iPad is that it's, it's very complementary to, to the MacBook. And so for office type tasks, if you do web browsing, email, if you have more an, an admin role or a management role, actually the iPad is a very good uh, MacBook replacement. Now, if you're doing things that for which the Apple Pencil is really super useful, then actually, it's better for you than a MacBook because there are things that you can do with your iPad Pro and even your the, the third generation iPad Air that you cannot with a MacBook. So in the end, it really depends what your needs are. If you really need to be able to take notes, draw, annotate, for me, the iPad is the obvious choice. If you don't need to do that, now you have to look at what kind of software do you use on your MacBook and see if you can find an alternative or a replacement on the iPad. Recently, Pixelmator, for instance, 
released uh, an iPad version of their desktop application. Uh, I'm, I'm not in the target market, so I, I've not tested the applications, but apparently uh, the Pixelmator version on the iPad is really very powerful and uh, looks as good as the desktop uh, equivalent. So that's it for today. I, I hope this episode has been valuable to you and it's uh, clearer whether or not buying an iPad makes sense for, for your business. As usual, a transcript of this episode and all the links will be in the show notes available at macpreneur.com forward slash episode 33, where you're more than welcome to provide feedback in the comments section. Actually, I'd love to know your experience or the experience you already have using an iPad instead of a MacBook or alongside a MacBook. And until next time, I'm Damien Schwartz, wishing you a great day.